This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Well, welcome on this Sunday morning uh, to this amazing time that we can share the word with each other. And just before we're going to share, uh, just two very important announcements. The one is we're starting an intercession school. Uh, we're very excited about that. You know, in this time of lockdown, we've started with a discipleship school and with the school of worship. We have only, I think, about 300 people doing those schools. So it's great that people are still being equipped and they're really spending time in the Word. And so this coming week, we're starting with the intercession school, which will be four weeks. Uh, so you watch uh, some sessions online and then there's some reflections. So I want to encourage you, if you have time, do it. Um, enroll. There's all on all the WhatsApp groups and the social media. There's an invite for you to be part of that. So, wow, let's uh, let's equip ourselves, and especially in this time, to pray. And the second thing is just to thank people that are giving to the Body Serve account. Uh, this is really the time for us to sacrificially love other people, you know. And uh, we've had the privilege just here in Stellenbosch uh, to have two rounds of giving out food to all the students, to people in Glutusville, in Kaimandi. Uh, more than a thousand five hundred packets and food that we're just, just distributing and we're doing that this coming couple of weeks again. Uh, so thank you. Almost two hundred thousand rand has come into the body serve account and we've spent a lot of that already. Um, just making up these food parcels. So keep on giving, keep on sharing. Um, it's so important that we give sacrificially in this time. So this morning I want to, especially on this very special Sunday morning, on this Easter weekend, I want to share on uh, the topic, a time to remember, a time to remember. You know, we uh, forget so easily as, as the church, as people, as the people of God. And um, in the Old Testament, so many times we read scriptures of how God would say to them and the prophets would say, remember the Lord your God. You know, in Deuteronomy 5 verse 15, it says, and remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand. In chapter 7 verse 18, it says, you shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well what the Lord your God did. In chapter 8 verse 18, it says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. You know, so many times in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, this concept of remembrance, reminding yourself, you know, remember when the um, Jews went into the promised land, they crossed the Jordan, there was these big memorial stones that they built up. And uh, that's so beautiful about the Jewish uh, culture is a verbal culture where they will sit around and talk about the things that God has done. And um, we've sort of lost that in the Christian culture because we uh, are so f- focusing on entertainment. We're focusing on a lot of stuff. Um, and the Lord wants us to remind ourselves of what Christ has done. Uh, part of that reminding is to to count, to make known, to mark, to recount, uh, to to revisit. Uh, there's a lot of words being used in scripture for that. And uh, it is so amazing to make yourself to be reminded. You know, um, it's just a great uh, place. And we have to say, well, sure, we forget, you know, because especially when we start moaning a little bit, when we start thinking about what's going wrong at the moment, all this stuff that's not working out. 
um, sometimes the fear or circumstances, then we forget what God has done. You know, I remember going the first time to um, Angus to his farm uh, and going into his prayer room. Uh, just on all the walls were all these amazing photos and the uh, the stuff that was uh, there reminding him of uh, what God has done. You know, even uh, crutches of people that got healed, ama- amazing things that, that has happened. And uh, I want to sort of challenge us in this time, especially when we're thinking about Christ's death and his resurrection. Uh, and I want to encourage us to take communion at the end of this service uh, to say, hey, what has God done in our lives? Share the testimonies. Build a culture of remembrance. You know, um, this is the time where we can really spend a lot of time together in our families and our relationships. And go and share the story of how you got married or how you, God did a breakthrough in your life. Uh, we forget, you know, especially when we're just focusing on today and sometimes on entertainment. And so this is so important. Remind, recount, remember, revisit, uh, meditate on those things, share it, put it on your walls. And that's why it's so important that we praise the Lord and we worship the Lord because then we declare who he really is. And we're not just focusing on our circumstances. So that's what we're sharing about today is reminding ourselves. And so I want to jump to the New Testament, to Second Timothy, the book that we know very well. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a remarkable story. And tonight's service, I'm going to share a little bit more on certain aspects that was highlighted. But if you go through um, this scriptures and you read through the verses, <clears throat> then you can underline just how many times Paul reminded Timothy of certain things. It is actually amazing. Um, just the, the many, many times that he shared that. Now, the context in which he shared it was very important. Paul was in prison. It was probably his last time that he would be able to write to Timothy. Timothy uh, was in ministering in the churches in Ephesians, in, in that, that whole area. And so uh, he tells him a couple of stuff and he, he shares what's on his heart and he's really troublesome because he's going for this trial um, and he's probably not going to get out of there, probably going to get a death sentence. And so a lot of uh, this whole letter is written under great distress. And so he writes to his son, his spiritual son, his um, sort of disciple that uh, he said must take on uh, the gospel into the new areas and must minister. And he was um, just so excited about what was happening. And so I want to start here in in Second Timothy. Um, it's simply uh, uh, verse 3. Listen how he starts. He says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. As my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Louise and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded, or Eunice persuaded, is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but that of power and of love and of a sound mind. So he starts and he writes to Timothy. He says, Yo, day and night I've been praying for you. Day and night I've been just thinking about you. I'm reminded of your faith. I'm encouraged by your faith, you know. And then he reminds him to stir up the gift that God has given uh, to him through the laying, that was given to him by the laying on of the hands. And he says that same things, that faith that was in your grandmother, that was running down your family, 
I want to encourage you uh, to stir it up, stir up the gifts, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but that of love, power, and of a sound mind. And it's important that you and I, in this time of lockdown, that we do that, that we remind ourselves of the not just what the faith God has given us, the testimony of our lives, but also of the gifts God has given us. Uh, don't stop praying. Don't stop prophesying. Don't stop asking the Lord for great things. The fact that you are on lockdown doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is on lockdown. The Holy Spirit isn't. God can move. You know, just in this week, uh, I had a Zoom meeting into a baptism service, you know, and um, there's a husband and a wife, and um, she got baptized, and she decided, well, she's going to baptize her husband, or he wanted to get baptized now. He said he's not going to wait another couple of weeks. And it was just amazing to Zoom in. And to pray over a Zoom meeting while the guy was getting baptized. I was so excited because I realized the kingdom is still coming. God is doing amazing stuff. And let's remind ourselves of that kingdom and of what God is doing. And so Paul writes this word. Think about it. Consider it. Bring to remembrance the things that God is saying and that he's sharing with us. And so he goes on, especially here in verse 8. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ was abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. So he says, hey, don't, don't be ashamed of where I'm at. Don't be ashamed of the circumstances. Don't let fear grip hold of you. Then he goes on in verse 13. Hold fast the pattern of sound, of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good things which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know that all those in Asia have turned away from me among whom are Phygelius and Hermonicus. And then he goes on because they were ashamed of him. But listen, again, then he jumps to chapter 2. This is where I actually want to focus on. He says, Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may be pleased to him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must be the first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. So, he first addressed Timothy in the first part of the book, and then he goes on, and now he motivates but challenges him. And he talks about these three sort of characters, the guy in the army, the soldier and the athlete. And, and tonight's service, I'm going to specifically talk more about that. The diligence, the focus, the ability to be strong, to keep on going when God uh, gives us a task to do. But again, we're focusing on remembering what God has done. And so here in verse 8, he comes again. He says, remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. 
But the word of God is not changed. Isn't that such an encouragement? He says, I remember that Christ is risen. And he says, my gospel is protecting his gospel because there's also a lot of other gospels that's going around. He says, I've suffered trouble for it, and, but the word of God is not changed. Isn't that amazing? The word of God is not changed. It's not locked down. It's not limited to what it can do in this time. Therefore, I endure all things, verse 10. For the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Beautiful pictures that Paul is drawing. But he's bringing Timothy back to the same concept all the time. He says, hey, I remind you of the faith in your grandmother. I remind you of the things, the legacy that you have in the spirit. I remind you to stir up the gift. Remember the things God has placed in you. But now it goes on and says, remember the resurrection. Remember the faithfulness of God. He says, even when you are faithful and I'm unfaithful, God remains faithful. Hey, and um, this is part of sort of a theme that runs through the second book of Timothy is the love of God and the faithfulness of God. You know, David knew this. David said, I feed on God's faithfulness. I feed on God's faithfulness. You know, isn't that amazing? He will, what he has started, what God has started, he will finish in your life. He will finish that in my life. And this is why Paul reminds him of these things. He says, hey, these things that God has given you, the Take into account, make yourself to remember them and stir up those gifts, stir up the testimony, stir up the life, but especially be reminded of what Christ has done. Because he says here, especially in verse 7, consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all these things, you know, because he's protecting his gospel. Because the second part, and we don't have time to focus on all of that, but the second part of this whole book is so amazing because now he begins to address false teachers. He begins to challenge people on what they believe and what they say and that we must protect the gospel. And I think more than ever in this time, I want to encourage us to stay away from all the messages, you know, that just coming, all the doom prophets, all the different gospels. There are so many gospels being echoed at this time. And that's why we must think of the death and the resurrection of Christ. We must draw closer to scripture and to the Lord and in intimacy. Forget about all the sermons online before you have not read your own <laughs> quiet in your quiet time, the word of God. Get into the word. That is so important, especially in the last days where we're living. But God is faithful. And so that's the third thing he reminds him of, the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. You know, even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Now he goes on in verse 14. And so tonight's service, I'm going to talk more about the discipline of those three characters. But now he says, remind them of these things. This is now the people that you're ministering. Because he says, not just for yourself, Timothy, but I want you to do a certain work in people's lives around you. Verse 14, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. 
Imanius and Philotus are of this sort who have strayed concerning the truth. And then he goes on and he begins to challenge them. And so he does a couple of things here. He reminds them lastly, he reminds Timothy on say, hey, charge people with the truth. Challenge them. Don't just talk idle babblings. Don't just go on with life. Don't just open up your ears to the rumors and the things outside. This is time for you, Timothy, to rightly divide the word of truth. And I'm going to talk about that, especially tonight. In the diligent preparedness before God, how do we also then commit ourselves and present ourselves approved to God. Not approved to man, not approved to me, but approved to God. And that is what he reminds him of. Those four things that he reminded, and it's such a challenge, you know, uh, because we forget. We forget that we must rightly divide the word of truth. We forget that we must commit ourselves to present ourselves before God. This is such a time, such a great time to present ourselves to God, to present ourselves, but also to remind the people around us, stay away from all the vain babblings, all the strivings, all the, you know, doomsday prophecies, all the conspiracy theories. This is a time to prepare our hearts before God, to make ourselves ready. And then the last thing I want to talk on, uh, he doesn't share it here in Timothy, but something that we all do and should do as families, as the church, is what we call communion. You know, this cup, this uh, table that we have is um, in First Corinthians chapter 11. It reminds us, it says, when you do this, when you take communion, you know, when you stir yourself up, when you've realized, I've got a testimony, I've got a legacy, I've got something to walk in, when I've committed it to people around me, and I charge them before the Lord, then what I also need to do is, I need to realize I need to humble myself before God. And communion is such a powerful symbol of reminding ourselves of what God has done. The broken body of Christ, the blood of Jesus. Don't just go on with your life, but as often as you do it, he says, the writer to Corinthians, Paul says, Hey, remember what God has done. I want you Remember that first scripture, it says, remember it's the Lord who gives you wealth. Remember that God has taken you out of this place. Remember where God has brought us from. Don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah, They have the story of this old lady driving to the shop um, and says, oh Lord, please um, give me a parking space in front of the shop. And then when she gets there, she uh has a parking space right in front of the shop and says, Oh, don't worry, Lord. Um, I got one. Thank you very much. And you realize like, Hey, you know, how many times do we pray for something? We pray for the rain, like we did in the Western Cape. And then we forget. We forget what miracles God has done, you know, but now every time I see the rain fall, like we, uh, having here in the Western Cape right now, it's just amazing. I say, Lord, you've opened the heavens. It was closed. The dams are full because of your goodness and your faithfulness. Even when I'm unfaithful, he remains faithful. And so that's the effect of the cross of Jesus. That's the effect of the blood of Jesus and the broken body of Christ. Put all those things right there at the table of the Lord and say, Lord, I'm reminded. I will even remind my enemies that sit on the other side of the table of what God has done and who God is. And we need to remind ourselves. We need to tell ourselves, hey, be still my soul and know that he is God. 
Why? Because we need some reminding. And so I want to just as some homework, I want you to just maybe in this week, go and write some testimonies down. You know, I've been recording some testimonies for the radio stations uh, in this week. And uh, I think I was more blessed by just the things God has done. Yeah, Uh, the testimonies he's done. And I think like, wow, I'm so energized. I'm so revived. I say, Lord, do it again, because that's the root of a testimony is actually means, Lord, do it in somebody else's life. So every time you listen to a testimony, you say, yes, Lord, do it in my life, because it kickstarts faith inside of us. And this is what Paul is trying to do with Timothy. He says, remember what your grandmother did. Remember the gifts that was given to you. Stir up those gifts inside of you. Remember what Jesus did. He rose from the dead. He's faithful. And then now you go and remind others of what God has done and commit it to them and charge them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm charging you, I'm charging the church, you know, especially when it comes to this body serve and sharing the good news. And I want to pray, I want to charge us in the spirit, you know, with the goodness of God, with the faithfulness of God. So let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you this morning for everyone that's listening to my voice. And Lord, we're reminded of your goodness, of your faithfulness, of your love, for us, Lord, but we also challenge, Lord, to Lord preserve the gospel in this time. That, like Paul wrote, my gospel, my gospel, I'm fighting for my gospel, Lord, and we want to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's good news, Lord, but it starts with repentance, and that's where it starts in our hearts where we humble ourselves today before you. Come and do a mighty work in us, Lord. Lord, you've done it through so many generations. Do it again, Lord, do it again. We're reminded of your faithfulness today. Lord, as we take communion, Lord, let your bread and your blood speak to us as we celebrate your resurrection life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.